Watch this short video. Reasons I believe the crankbait is the most versatile and fruitful lure you could possibly have. Well, that concludes this week's discussions. I uh, want to thank everybody for coming out today. And I also want to thank our newest member, Andrew, for showing up and joining us today. Thank you. Okay, so does anybody have any announcements or any upcoming events or dates we need to know about? Oh, oh yeah, we got the bake sale coming up on the 23rd, and we use everybody's help for that. Also, our uh, group potluck is coming up on the 30th, and it's going to be in the main hall. I will be bringing my mama's famous chili. That's right, that's right. 30th main hall potluck supper. Also, there's a great fly fishing seminar over in Monroe this weekend. Um, I'm going to be carpooling, so if anybody wants to go, they just let me know. Tickets are $5, and the speaker is supposed to be amazing. That's fantastic. If anybody wants to go with Rick, be sure and get with him after the, the meeting, all right? Anything else you can think of? Yeah, I uh, question. What's our next fishing trip? You know, I have a new reel, and I'm ready to try it out. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, going fishing. Okay. What about this Saturday? Oh, it's, it's supposed to be, like, really cold that day. Next Saturday? That's the day of the bake sale, and we can't miss that. Two weeks, maybe. Like, on a Thursday, I might take off. I have classes, like, all day. How about this summer? I don't fish, like, swim south for the summer. I gotta get my dog spayed. Also, I'm allergic to water. Helping my neighbor change all of his light bulbs. A high pollen count day. My mom had a really bad reaction one time, and I think it runs in the family. It's my dog's birthday. He's turning four. I just can't handle the sun. Do you even have your license? you have your permit? Could you tell me what's the difference? I got this blue card in the mail, and I'm not sure. I think it was a boating license, but I don't have a boat, so I don't know why they sent it to me. Has anyone here gone fishing ever? So nobody has actually ever gone fishing in a fishing group here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's nice meeting y'all. Good luck. <laughs> oh, hey. We still need to elect Apollo chairman. Children, give me just a few more minutes here. In Matthew 13, verse 47 to 50, we read, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place, there will be a weeping and gnashing of teeth. Good morning. Welcome to church. We are the church and welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. We're grateful to worship with you this morning. We're continuing this series of welcome to church and discussing what we do in church and why, but we're moving forward into a little bit of a mini series within the greater series as we lead up to Easter. We're talking about outreach and evangelism. And I couldn't just spend one week on outreach and evangelism, so we're going to spend several weeks talking about outreach and evangelism. We're going to be talking about fishing, fishing with Jesus, fishing with Jesus. And that's simply the title for today is Let's Go Fishing, If It Works. 
If you're taking notes this morning, you're welcome to write in the top of your notes, let's go fishing, fishing with Jesus, or simply evangelism. But before we get going, let's talk about that video for a moment. Maybe some of you were surprised at the outcome of what ended up happening, but I want you to recognize the problem in that video. You see, they were having bake sales, they were having potlucks, they were having great lengthy study and presentations in their meetings or the best lures and the best methods of fishing. But none of them had actually gone fishing and they had no interest in going either. As that gentleman challenged them, hey, let's go fishing, what date can we go? They all came up with their excuses. Lots of them, and some of them were good. Some of them were funny. Some of them were talking about how they're allergic to the water, or they're the high pollen count, or their, their skin doesn't do good with the sun. But here's the point, kids. Here's the point, kids and adults. All these kids want it, all these people want to do is talk about fishing and not do fishing. And painfully, the reality painfully is the same happens in the modern day church as well. All too often, we want to talk, talk, talk about evangelism, about outreach, but we don't want to do, do, do. So in the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about do, do, doing evangelism and outreach. And I'm going to be challenging us to actually get out of our comfort zones, out of our shells, out of the church, and doing it. We talk a lot about outreach, about evangelism, and sure, we schedule events. In fact, we've got some exciting ideas for new ways to reach out into our communities this year that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. But the question is, the challenge is, how often do we talk about Jesus in our everyday lives? When was the last time you talked to someone about your faith, about Jesus, who he is, what he did, what he continues to do for you, for others, and what he could do for someone else, for that person who you're talking to? When was the last time you talked about this to someone outside of the church? When was the last time you talked about Jesus to somebody you didn't already know knew Jesus? You see, too often we're willing to talk about Jesus to the people we know know Jesus, but we're afraid to bring him up to the people who we don't know. And those are the most important people to bring him up to, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So the children are now dismissed to Children's Church if they haven't left already. I wanted you to hear that. Thank you for sticking around for just a few minutes. And number one is simply this. If you're taking, number one, taking notes, number one is this. We are called. But more importantly, we are called and we must take this call seriously. You see, I'm often challenged by what a mentor told me one, one time. And I try to do this in every sermon. I was challenged to include Jesus in every message. Include Jesus in every sermon. Every sermon should have Jesus in it. But then I often think, why aren't we challenged the same way about our everyday lives? Why aren't we challenged with every conversation to try and see how can we move this conversation to a gospel conversation? How can we talk about Jesus in every conversation or every day or every relationship? How can our life in all ways point to him who blesses us in all things? We are called and we must take our call seriously. Seriously, just like Paul talking about Jesus in a prison cell seriously. James 1 verse 22, you saw it at the end of that video. It tells us, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. 
Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. The youth group have been focusing on that, on that scripture as they've been moving forward, talking about different topics, different biblical stories throughout the year. Let me read that again. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Again, that number one, we are called and we must take it seriously. Don't just fool yourself. Don't just listen to the word. Do what the word says. God's word and Jesus' command tells us to go out to all nations and make disciples. Go. And in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, we read this saying, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Today is largely an intro to this evangelism idea. We're going to be going more into this more in depth in the coming weeks. We're going to be talking about going out and making disciples, but not just making disciples, but then as Jesus instructs, then teaching them to obey everything that he commands. We're going to come back to point one in a moment, but first we need to go to point two. You see, people are searching. Why do we evangelize? Why do we do outreach as the church? Because people are searching. They're searching for something better, for something more. And we are called by God to give them the something more, to give them the way to God's kingdom, to give them the way to salvation. Not a way that is through works, but a way that is through grace, a way that is through mercy. You see, people are searching. They're searching for something better. They're searching for hope. They're searching for some type of fulfillment and a better way to live. Now, I know each one of you can think of ways that people search to be fulfilled. I wrote down a few of the more negative ones we generally think of. You see, the problem is they continue to pour temporary pleasures into their lives, which only an eternal pleasure can fulfill. They pour into their life alcohol to the point of drunkenness in a vain attempt to drink away problems and bring about moments, moments of pleasure. And then many more moments of pain the next morning. Drugs, whether it be the pill form or smokable form. Relationships and doing things within those relationships which do not honor God and his word, his ways. Work, wealth, sports, vacations, hobbies. People search in many ways to bring something better to their lives. Something which only, only Jesus can bring. You see, there is but one that can bring true fulfillment to our lives, true hope. And that is Jesus. People need Jesus and we are called, we are commanded to take Jesus to the nations. Take the gospel, make disciples, teach them, baptize them. Again, we are called. We are called. And the call to outreach and evangelize the world with the gospel is for the here and now, the everyday life of every follower of Christ. It starts in the here and now, people. It starts in your everyday life. Not tomorrow, not someone else, you today, yesterday, tomorrow, forever, eternally. Every day we must be looking for opportunities to go, to praise the Lord, and to go fishing with Jesus. To go fishing for Jesus, to serve him. Just as Paul in prison, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 to 6, prays and, and pleads with us to pray with him too, he prays for opportunities to preach of the mystery of Christ, 
He prays for boldness. He prays for wisdom. We should be doing these things no matter where we're at. We are called. All of us are called. Pastor J.D. Greer in his book, Pastor Author J.D. Greer in his book, Gaining by Losing, says this. He says, there's a widespread myth in the church that a calling into ministry is a secondary experience and one only given to a select few. Their job, their job, notice those words, their job is to do the ministry and everyone else's job is to foot the bill for that ministry. He says, few lives cripple the mission more than that one. Each believer is called to leverage his life or her life for the spread of the gospel. Let me say that again. Each believer is called to leverage his or her life for the spread of the gospel. The question is no longer whether we are called, but where and how are we to call? Are we called to minister? We are all called by God. If you hear nothing else, hear this now. We are all called by God to be ministers of his grace, ministers of the good news of Christ Jesus as Lord, as Savior of our lives, ministers that there is a way to, to find fulfillment, to find hope, to find peace with our Heavenly Father, and that is through Jesus. Now, I think it's obvious, as you saw earlier, we're going to be talking about fishing today, and I know a little bit about fishing you see, if you talk to my wife, my family, my friends, I think they would attest that I know a little about fishing. Dean, not much about ice fishing. I will say I'm not that obsessed. You guys are crazy. But I do love fishing. It's not an addiction, but I would say it's a little bit of an obsession when it comes to spring, summer, fall, and I get out as much as possible. I take my family with me. I take friends with me. And I use it as an opportunity, too, to talk to people. Let me tell you, fishing does take patience. Hence why so many choose not to do it at all. In fact, I generally tell these people who say, I just don't have the patience for fishing. I say, well, it only takes patience if you're not catching. So you need to learn to catch fish. Now, I'd be lying to, if I didn't admit that I do not always catch fish. But there is a point in that. We need to be learning how to better fish. And we also need to be learning how to better fish for Christ. But before we go there, let me say, say this. Let's go back to those ideas about fishing. Fishing takes skill. Fishing takes both physical and mental strength. Fishing takes a willingness to get your hands dirty. But the great news about fishing for the kingdom of God, fishing with Jesus, fishing for Jesus, is that we're never fishing alone. We're fishing with Jesus and for Jesus with the Spirit's help, with Jesus in our life. We don't use just our own skill. We don't use just our own resources. We don't use just our own tools. We use the tools of God. And he will provide all we need when we're doing his work, his will, and delivering his news. But one thing every fisherman must have, if he is truly planning on catching fish, planning on catching lots of fish, and planning on catching large fish, is a net so as we start this series on fishing with Jesus, I want us to spend some time today thinking about fishing nets. When it comes to outreach and evangelism, there is a kingdom net. Now, as I talk about a net today, though, we're not talking about the landing net, which so many fishermen have in their boat to get that big muskie out of the, out of the water next to the boat and into the boat. Kim there and I lost a big pike one day because I did not have that net ready. 
Oh, we don't want to lose the fish that God has us going after. We want to use a net. But we're talking about a different type of net. We're talking about a cast net, one that is cast into the sea to catch a great number of fish. We're looking at the kingdom net. And here is the big idea about the kingdom net. You see, we are called to cast nets, kingdom nets, large nets cast out to collect as many souls as possible. We need not concern ourselves with the kind of people being caught in this net. This, for this net is for the kingdom of God, and he will do the sorting out. The concern is not who to throw the net out to. That's my, my big focus today. The concern is not who to throw the net out to, but to be sure that we are throwing it out into the great sea of people all around us and praying that God assist us in filling the net for his glory, for his kingdom. Obviously, the kingdom net is the gospel of Christ. We are called to go to all nations and throw out this kingdom net, the net of the gospel of Christ, the good news of Jesus. Spread this net Spread this news. How do we do this? We were having a good discussion before church after the worship practice, and I think too often we overthink it, and we're going to get into some different ideas of different methods, different tools, different resources as we move forward in this series. But the main thing is just to go and talk to people about what you have. Because so often we confuse ourselves as we try and think, what was that tool? What was that resource? What was that? That's the, uh, there was a gospel message, uh, G-O-S-P. Uh, what? How did that go? What about that Romans Road thing? What about the gospel explosion? We have many tools and resources, but sometimes we get so focused on those that we forget the greatest resource we have. And that's just sharing what you have talking about your story, talking about your testimony, talking about what Jesus did for you and who he is and what he continues to do and what he's open to do for others too. We need to go out and share the good news of Jesus through outreach and evangelism. Evangelism simply means by preaching the gospel of Christ through public personal witness. Notice that word personal witness. It's not just about scheduling an event and we try very hard at this church to be doing outreach into our community many times a year. But it's about the everyday activity that we are all called to do. Our job is not simply to offer the kingdom of God and good news of Jesus to some people, a select few, or at certain times of year, but to all people, to all nations. And we must cast the net to as many people as possible and let God deal and sort it out. Let God soften the hearts. Let God deliver people into his kingdom. But we must be his feet. We must be his hands. We must be his voice for that's what he calls us to be. Not by our power, not by our will, but by his power, by his will, by his conviction, by his leading, by his guidance. Jesus says in Matthew 13, 47 to 50, the kingdom of heaven is like a net. And when he says this, he's referring to a type of net similar to what I described, a cast net. But more specifically, it would be described as a large drag net. This type of net was dragged over the bottom of the sea. It was dragged beside the boat. It often was dragged between two boats. And it would trap everything and anything in its past. Once full, once the net was full, the boats, the men, the, the servants, they're on the boats, the fishermen, they would gather up that net, bring it up. They would either drag it ashore if it was too heavy to bring into the boat, or they would try and 
bring it into the boat to sort out and count what they have retrieved and to throw back the bad. In this example, the kingdom of heaven is like the drag net. The kingdom of God and the gospel message is like this drag net. God is desiring his kingdom net to be spread out wide, cast out, dragged over all nations to share the gospel and bring people to Christ. We must spread the net, throw the net, drag the net. Spread the net, throw the net, drag the net, throw the net into the great sea of all nations, of all people. But we must start with where God has you today, tomorrow, in your everyday life. Too often we think we can't do this now because we got to wait for the next revival. We can't do this now because we need to wait for the next event. We can't do this now because we need to wait till we're, we're out of city, out of state, where people don't know us or on the next mission trip. But God has uniquely placed you in people's lives to spread his love. And we must do it today, tomorrow, every day. Some translations or versions of our passage today say, let down the net into the lake. Other versions say cast or thrown into the sea. But either way, the point is still there. The net gets put out. The net does no good to just stay in the boat. It's not going to catch anything then. We need to put the net out. Now, obviously, the fishermen, they're not fishing by hook and line. They're not going that precisely. They're trying to catch a large number of fish. But they were still smart. They knew where to cast the net. They would go to their lucky spots, their favorite fishing spots. They didn't just always just throw it out off the boat wherever they were. Although sometimes you would as you're searching for new places, new hot spots. But the idea is that the main idea that matters here isn't where we go, but that we are doing it. John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world, they gave his only son and that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. We know these things to be true. I know that to all of you, or at least most of you, the majority of you, I'm not preaching any new news, but I'm preaching a challenge. And here's this challenge now. When did you last do it? When did you last spread the net? We know that Jesus picked certain people to spend more time with, discipling, mentoring, caring for, living life with. And this is a good and worthy call, a worthy challenge, and we should all be doing that as well. But that's not the focus today. It's not the main idea today. The main idea today is that we need to spread the net to many people in every day of our life, not just to some people. You see, God sent Jesus to redeem the whole world, not simply the strong salmon of the great lakes and streams who are willing to swim against the great lakes and the currents within or the upstream. We know from God's word that not all will follow Christ as Lord. But that doesn't mean that we only select a few to state it to. We know from the Lord that some will but will not, some will not do it in full faith. And God will have to sort them out later as they were not true in their belief in Jesus as Lord. These are all problems for God to worry about, not us. You see, our call is to go. Follow our call, go fishing. Use the kingdom net for the gospel of Christ. Number five, Jesus calls us to follow, not sit. Jesus calls us to follow, not sit. Jesus calls his disciples and us still today as disciples as well to follow, not sit. To gather fish of all species and from all bodies of water. 
And in Revelation 7, 9, we see a great picture of the outcome of this. Where we see John seeing a glimpse of the end times community of believers, the multitude. And he says this in Revelation 7, 9, if you're taking notes. He says, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from every tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Look at some of the great descriptive words of this passage. It talks of a great multitude. And some translations say it was an uncountable multitude. Here in our translation here, it says of the great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, every tribe, every people, every language, all standing before the throne and before the Lamb, all ready to worship His greatness, holding palm branches, recognizing, symbolizing His victorious reign as King. Now, we'll be talking about palm branches here in just another month as we talk about Easter and Palm Sunday and Jesus coming into the city. But why don't we talk about this every day of our lives? Jesus rings. Let's expand upon this beautiful picture just a bit. You see, God desires to use you to cast kingdom news to others. God desires to use all of us to cast the great kingdom net of salvation, of gospel news of Christ, the good news of Jesus dying upon the cross for our sins, to have eternal life with him through his love, grace, and mercy. God desires to use you to help bring about that great picture that we see in Revelations, the multitudes that no one could count. God wants to use all of us to help outreach and evangelize the world for Christ. Why aren't we doing it as he calls us to do? If you're doing it, if you're saying, Pastor, I'm doing it every day I'm talking about, great, wonderful, mentor somebody else to do it too. You see, God desires to use us through outreach and evangelism to cast out his kingdom net, the gospel of Jesus, the saving grace and victorious reign over sin that his life and following as him, him as Lord brings. He desires to use you to cast that net everywhere you go every day of your life, not just some places you go, not just some days, but every day and everywhere. God wants you to fulfill his calling. We are called to go fishing. And I love saying that because I love to go fishing. Go fishing. Go out for all types of people though. The ones that you see as friends, the ones that you see as neighbors, the ones that you see as family. Yes, by all means, go to them, but don't ignore the strangers. Don't forget to go to the grocery stores, the restaurants, the gas stations, the hiking trails, the biking trails, the walking trails. Wherever we find ourselves, be prepared to share the message that we have, as Paul says, and we'll read this in closing later, to proclaim of the great mystery of Christ that we know to be true. Jesus died for the many, not just the one. Don't share it with just the one. Share it with the many. Allow God to do the separating in the end. Jesus elaborates on this further down in Matthew chapter 13, verse 49 to 50. He says, So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What Jesus describes here is a harsh reality that we know to be true. It's a harsh reality for those who do not believe, for those who do not follow after Christ as Lord. 
But it's also a wake-up call for us who do. It's a wake-up call that, that it's not too late. We still have time. We still have time. Let's say that out loud. We still have time. We have time and we have a calling. We must take it seriously. Going back to that first point, we are called and we must take this calling seriously. Start with those who God has placed around you every day. Everyone must hear the good news of Jesus for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But praise the Lord that we still live in a period of God's grace. We still live in a period of God's grace and there is still time. So let's appreciate that time. Let's use that time. Let's make sure that all know that all one must do is believe and confess that Jesus is Lord and be saved and allow the Holy Spirit to work in their life and change them, radically transform them for his glory, for his kingdom, to convict them of their righteous ways to live versus the wrongful ways to live. Let's go fishing. Let's make disciples. Let's teach people God's ways. We still have time to share the gospel. Don't waste this time. We still have time to pray and seek salvation in our families, to pray and seek guidance and wisdom and boldness, to pray for God to deliver us into the presence of people that need to know these things, to hear these things. You see, at the beginning of this sermon, I said that fishing requires patience, skill, mental and physical strength, a willingness to get your hands dirty and the right tools or resources. As I wrap this message up and as we get to the take-home challenge, I want to remind you that we need not do this on our own. We need not think that we need to know all things and have the right answer for all questions. All we must be willing to do is be God's People, serve him, do his work, go fishing, fishing with Jesus, fishing for Jesus. God wants willing hearts, bodies, hands, feet, and he will supply the rest. There's a scripture which I look at every single day and every day before I preach as well. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. What matters is not that our work accomplishes our will, but our work accomplishes his. You see, God transforms lives when we use him and his resources and we do all for his glory, for his will. God transforms your lives. Your lives have been transformed. Allow him to transform your resources and allow him to transform other people's lives. The challenge for us today is to go fishing with Jesus. Go fishing for Jesus. Our job as the body of Christ in his church is to join God in spreading the kingdom net by sharing the good news of Jesus. And as we go into take-home challenge, I want to go back to the beginning of my sermon when I asked you, when was the last time you talked to someone about your faith, about Jesus, about who he is, about what he did, about what he continues to do? When was the last time you talked about this to someone outside the church and not just to somebody who you knew to be a believer? But let's take that one step further. When was the last time that you were doers of the word, not just hearers of the word? When was the last time that you asked somebody else for action, for commitment? Because it's one thing to talk about the good news, but it's another thing to ask somebody, are you ready to accept Christ as Lord? Are you ready to accept him in faith? that his righteous ways are true? Are you ready to see that your works will never save you, but the grace of God through Jesus Christ as Lord, as Savior, and his atonement for our sins upon that cross? 
will save you and bring about eternal life. Confess today that Jesus is Lord. We need action. We need commitment. Are you ready? Ask someone today if they need to hear some good news. And when they say yes, because everybody wants to hear good news, tell them that you found hope in a world full of pain. Tell them about your Jesus and ask for commitment. Start with one person, one day, and then move forward, trusting in God. Wait and see. God will do great things through his people that are willing to serve him. But remember, our job is not to only offer the kingdom to people we see as worthy. Our our job is not to only spread the good news to certain people, some people. Our job is to spread the good news to all people. Yes, by all means, find those disciples, find those people to mentor and bring into a more mature relationship with Christ to help them grow in their beliefs. By all means, yes, but continue to spread the net to all. Take the gospel to all nations. Remember, it's not our job to select. Allow allow God to do that job. He'll be faithful to do his part. Will we do our part? Paul in prison in Colossians 4, verse 2 to 6, and I referenced this earlier, said this. He said, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am an ambassador. I'm sorry, I'm mixing the scripture. For which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. What a challenge for us today. Pray and ask God to guide your path to people who need to hear the message that you have, the mystery of Christ. Make that mystery known. Make it clear. Talk about what you have. Talk about Jesus. Cast his net. Humble yourself and get your hands dirty in serving him and others. Pray for opportunities. Pray for boldness. Pray for wisdom. Let's do our part in spreading the kingdom net, the good news of Jesus, every day of our life. Let's close in prayer and song now as I pray the worship team can come forward. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for we are not alone. We thank you for giving us purpose, for giving a calling, Lord. And we thank you that you give us all we need. We need not look to ourselves. We need to look to you. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for being saved by grace, mercy, love. We thank you for the Holy Spirit within that gives us understanding of your word and your your ways. We thank you for we continually, every single day, are sanctified, being made more like Christ. Lord, we pray for Christ to be seen more and more within our lives every single day through our actions, through our speech, through our thoughts. Everything we do may 